Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today here at Rethink Life Church for our online experience. As always, it's an honor to have you join with us. Last Sunday, we kicked off a 21-day challenge to really help us in this new calendar year of 2021 to really help us refocus our mindset and to not only refocus our mindset, but to establish new habits and new goals for this year. Now, I know typically in any given uh, calendar year, especially in January, we always set new goals and maybe those so-called New Year resolutions. But my prayer is that these will not just be our own resolutions, but these will be truly our God goals that we want to see and experience in and through our lives. And so last week, we began with the subject of getting spiritually fit. And if you recall, I gave three exercises on what we can do to begin laying the foundation to get spiritually fit in our lives. And today I want to share with you four exercises on what we can do to become financially fit in our lives. You know, I love the statement, and I'm sure you probably have heard this before, but it goes like this. When your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will become your greatest downfall. And maybe you have learned that maybe in your own way. And maybe there's been some hard lessons that you've had to personally experience through the years where maybe like me and like so many others, you have found yourself maybe upside down financially in your life. As a matter of fact, I think if anything, when you look at what's going on in our nation today and the deficit our country is experiencing, it is completely out of control. Did you know, as of right now, as you're watching this, our nation, listen to this, has a $27 trillion deficit. That's staggering to me. And to put it into maybe, uh, a, a, you know, kind of a, a personal um perspective. Listen to this. That basically means when you break it down, that is $83,750 per person in the United States. That's amazing to me. Listen to this. According to the Experian Consumer Report, they basically say that the average person through their research in the U.S. carries a balance of $6,200 in credit card debt. As a matter of fact, the Federal Reserve, listen to this, stated that the graduating class in 2019 from colleges across America graduated with an average of over $30,000 in debt. Now just let that sink in for just a moment. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that I know as a pastor and talking with so many people, and to be honest, Even experiencing this in my own life many years ago, I don't think there's anything that creates more stress, more fear, more insecurity, and more anxiety in a person's life 
than being weighed down by the burden and bondage of debt. And here's the thing that I want to share with you. You know, you may be watching this today and maybe yourself or maybe you know someone, maybe at work, maybe it's a family member, someone that you deeply care about. And honestly, they're drowning in debt. Or maybe they're in a hard place financially right now. And unfortunately, they feel in many ways paralyzed because of the financial circumstances that maybe they're facing. One thing I do know, that God's desire is that no one live their life with the stress and the fear and the anxiety that comes with the financial hardships in one's life. And not only that, it's not God's will. It is not God's plan and purpose for you or for me or for any of us to live with the burden of bondage either. If anything, God wants us to know and to experience the freedom that He personally wants us to experience. And here's what He said to through Moses to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It says in verses 13 and 14, Moses said, If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never the bottom. You must not you must not turn away from any of the commands that I'm giving you today, nor follow after the gods and worship them. You know, one of the things that I think we need to understand is that those words that Moses gave to the people of Israel is just as true to us today as it was to them. And in essence, what Moses was challenging those people with was a choice. And that is this. If you will simply obey God's precepts and His principles, the result is going to be freedom and blessings that comes from God. In other words, we'll be the head rather than the tail. But at the same time, if we choose to follow after what popular culture has perhaps enticed and seduced us with when it comes to the materialistic things of this world, if we choose to follow after those things and the pleasures that money can buy, it's only a matter of time before those things in and of themselves can potentially become our greatest downfall. Now, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. There's nothing wrong with nice cars and homes. So don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, is that if our outgo exceeds our income, then it's only going to be really a matter of time before it truly becomes our greatest downfall. And so here's what I want to share with you today. And, that is a, and that's the simple truth. And that is, financial freedom has nothing to do with how much money you make. But instead, financial freedom has everything to do with how you choose to spend your money. I know from firsthand what it's like to find myself making a series of decisions that initially felt innocent that really didn't seem to have any harm in what I was doing. But unfortunately, over the course of time, those decisions had tremendous ramifications that impacted our lives. For example, I'll never forget when my wife Michelle and I first got married. We had moved into a, uh, a little one-bedroom apartment. We didn't really have any furniture. And so 
Somebody introduced us to a furniture store. <laughs> well, that was just the beginning of a downward spiral of emotional, impulsive decisions because we were introduced to something in that furniture store known as a revolving door of credit. In other words, have you ever heard the statement, hey, you can buy now, but you can pay later? Wow, that was the most amazing thing I ever heard. And guess what? We walked out that day with a brand new couch and a brand new dining uh, kitchen table and a little dinette that, that you know was in our kitchen. And, and we thought it was the greatest thing ever. And we enjoyed it, I must confess. But unfortunately, that revolving line of credit, those, those little small minimum monthly payments that we begin to make suddenly were eaten up by all of the high interest that was taking all of our payments away. And then to top it off, that decision led into a series of other bad decisions. For example, I was driving a, a, a Jeep uh, Cherokee. It was paid for. It was in great condition, had plenty of space, had no car payment at the time. Michelle and I are newlyweds. Here we are. You know, we're married. She has a car that was paid for. I have a car that's paid for. So two cars. And guess what? Now we're in a situation we have no car payments until our friends that we were close to got a brand new Mitsubishi Eclipse. And we thought, wow, that is the coolest car. And it was a convertible. And I remember they used to drive by and we would kind of look at that convertible and we would think it would be so fun. And we begin to rationalize and justify. In fact, we were the best car salesmen because we sold ourselves on an amazing idea. And here was the idea. Let's trade our car, my car, that's fully paid for, and let's trade it in for a brand new Mitsubishi Eclipse Turbo so we can be one up on our friends, and we'll have so much fun driving this little sports car. You guessed it right. We traded in a car that was paid for for a brand new car and yes, we drove the we, listen, we drove the car off the parking lot and we didn't realize it at the time, but within a matter of moments, we went into significant debt. Now we're upside down with a car payment and even higher insurance. And you know, to be honest with you, that's very common among many people in our culture and society today. But here's the thing I've come to realize. I've come to realize that there are many people who will make irrational and sometimes impulsive decisions all because they end up getting caught up in the moment or perhaps maybe they're in a difficult place and they end up having to maybe borrow to get through a season or they make emotional, irrational decisions that they end up having to pay for at a great price later in their life. It's kind of like the old saying, many people will buy things they don't need with money they don't have to try to impress people they don't even like. You know what I'm saying? And that's, a, that's exactly what my wife Michelle and I found ourselves trying to do and yet we had to learn the hard way. 
Well, fortunately today we are debt free and we've been debt free for many, many years and we've now enjoyed the freedom from being debt free. And that's my prayer for you today. And so whether maybe you know firsthand what it's like to be in that situation and maybe you've personally experienced the freedom that comes by getting out of debt or maybe you're in a place and you thought to yourself, that's my dream. I long to position myself to be able to experience that kind of freedom. Well, I just want to share with you a verse of scripture because Solomon, one of the wisest men who ever lived, made this statement in Proverbs 22, verse 7. He said, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrow, borrower is a servant to the lender. So here's what I want to do quickly. I want to share with you four exercises that I believe that we can take to get financially fit in our lives for 2021. And the first is this. We got to first, first and foremost, we got to decide to get out of debt. You know, if you're facing a situation right now where you have some debt, and I don't care if it's a, if it's a small amount or if it's a significant amount, at some point, we have to reach that place where we say enough is enough. No more. I'm tired of the stress. I'm tired of the fear. I'm tired of the arguments. I'm tired of the insecurity. I'm tired of, of living my life under the yoke, if you will, of bondage in my life. And here's what I've come to realize. I've come to realize in talking with a lot of folks who are in these type of situations and circumstances that for some, they have been in debt for so long, they have what I refer to as a defeated mindset. In other words, their mindset and their mentality is, is that, you know what, I'm so far in debt that I don't think I'll ever be able to get out. And because I'll never be able to get out, this is just the way it's going to always be. Well, I just want to speak into that and simply say, Listen, that is not God's plan. It is not God's purpose for your life. Listen, you need to understand with God's help and with the wisdom of others, God can get you out of the place that you're in. You don't have to remain stuck. You can be set free today, listen, by taking some initial steps, by saying, hey, enough is enough. I'm choosing today to do something about the debt that I have in my life. In Romans chapter 13, verse 8, Paul said it this way, Let no debt remain outstanding. In that same verse in the King James Version, it says, Owe no man anything. Think about that for a moment. Can you imagine living your life owing no person anything because you're living with that kind of freedom as a result of being debt-free? Now, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus said it this way, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. But here's the key. You cannot serve both God and money. So at some point in time, you're going to have to decide, am I going to choose God's way, which re results in blessings and God's provision and protection and favor in my life? Or am I going to choose the world's way? Am I going to follow my emotions? Am I going to conform to the patterns of today's materialistic, consumer-driven culture? If I choose to follow God's plans, there's blessings. If I choose to follow the ways of the world, the temporary satisfaction of that is just that. It's temporary. But we're living for the, for the short term rather than positioning ourselves for the eternal blessings that God 
longs for us to experience. And here's the thing. I believe this is so vitally important. In order for us to get ourselves moving in the right direction, not only do we need to decide today to do something about it as far as deciding to get out of debt, but we got to set a realistic goal and say, God, by this time next year or by this time, by the end of this year, I want to be debt free. So at some point, we have to start looking with the end in mind. In other words, we got to start where we are, but keep the long-term perspective and begin with the end in mind and begin to see and to visualize ourselves being financially free. The second thing we have to do is we have to establish a budget. In Proverbs chapter 27, verses 23 and 24, it says, riches can disappear fast. So watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your flocks and your herds. Now, chances are most of us aren't sitting around counting our chickens and our goats, but we need to be. We need to know the state of our herds and our flocks. We need to know the financial condition of our household. We need to know, in fact, someone said it this way, you need to know what you own, know what you owe, know what you make, and know where it's all going. That's so important because, because Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5 says it this way, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Listen, whatever you do, don't embrace that mindset of buy now and pay later. No, pray before you pay. Make sure you make wise decisions. The reason for a budget is not to be restricted. Someone told me one time when we were talking about budgeting, I think often, like I had at the time, we see it as a, as, a, as a list of rules of things that we can't do. But instead, rather than seeing a budget restrictive, actually see a budget as being liberating. Because all a budget is is a spending plan. In other words, we're telling our money where to go. We're telling our money, as Dave Ramsey puts it, how to behave. So we are basically taking control of our money rather than allowing our money to take control of us. But we can't do that until we establish a budget. The third thing is this. We have to start a repayment plan. I love what Proverbs chapter 3, verses 27 and 28 says. Don't withhold repayment of your debts. Don't say some other time or, or, or you know, come back you know, when it's more convenient if it is in your possession, if you can pay now. You know, I believe that if you're in a place right now where you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I get out from the situation and the circumstances that I'm in? Well, I've invited a dear friend to share with us some practical advice on what we can do to come up with a strategy on a repayment plan, regardless of how much you owe or regardless of where you are, I want you to listen to her advice. Well, I'm here with my good friend, Lizzie Lopez, and thank you first and foremost, Lizzie, for being a part of our time together. Mm -hmm. uh, some of you may be looking at her and you're thinking, wow, she looks so familiar. And chances are, if you've been around Rethink Life for any 
time at all, you probably have seen Lizzie leading worship because she happens to be on our worship team. And her and her husband, Emmanuel, are not only a wonderful couple, but just great servants of the Lord. Her husband, Emmanuel, um, is our parking team leader here at Rethink Life and does a fantastic job. And so thank you for being a part of this. Thank you yeah. for having me. And uh, for those of you who may not know a little bit about Lizzie, and we'll, we'll have you share on the back end of our time here uh, some tools and resources that you have available. Mm -hmm. But Lizzie has a tremendous heart and passion to come alongside and to serve those who are struggling in the area of just, uh, whether it be financial planning or debt, or maybe you're just looking for advice and wisdom on how to begin budgeting in a very simple, practical way. And that's what I love about your YouTube videos and what you provide in the way of those tools. And so why don't you first and foremost tell us a little bit about why this area is something that is uh, an area of passion for you and how you started helping other people through this process. Yeah, well, um, three years ago, my husband and I, we were in so much debt. We had absolutely no idea how to create a budget how to make a plan, and we discovered Dave Ramsey. Mm. Uh, we took Financial Peace University on our own before we joined the church, um, and we learned a, a realistic way to create uh, a written budget. And I, my passion grew into my channel where I got to share with people on how to live off of um, percentages and breaking things down into three different categories and that's your you know your expenses setting up a goal and giving so setting aside for tithe because even though we were in debt we still gave and that was so important to us and it just opened up doors of opportunity for us and now we're debt-free Wow, awesome. that's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, you know, Dave Ramsey that you just referenced a few moments ago, you know, teaches something he often refers to as the snowball method. And it's just really taking, you know, your your all of your debts, you know, obviously looking at the size of each amount as well as the interest rate of each of those amounts. Mm -hmm. But he gives you kind of a step-by-step -step plan to follow. He calls it baby steps, you know, kind of chip away, if you will, until that final debt is paid in full. Mm -hmm. So give us a little bit about... Give us a little bit more explanation as it relates to really if you were in someone's shoes. I love the statement that you made as we talked earlier about, you know, you kind of take people where they are and really ask yourself, if I were in their shoes, what would I advise them to do? So mm -hmm. once you pick it up from there yeah. and kind of, again, walk through what that might look like. So uh, if I woke up in someone's shoes, like I, me three years ago in debt, this is how I would create a budget. A simple budget so as I mentioned you have to start with your expenses that's the bulk of where your your finances goes out but you want to take your income the net income what physically enters into your bank account and you break that into three different categories based on percentage the first one is expenses right and if you have debt I would recommend starting with 80% um, the goal would be to try to live off of less so 70% but if you can't start with 80 if you have debt. If you can't live off of 80%, you might wanna have a conversation with your family and break, you know, get rid of a few things because you might wanna cut back on that. Um, then the next thing is your goal. Now everyone's goal is different. 
if it's to um, pay off debt, which in this case, yes, you should pay off debt. If it is to grow your savings, then you can set aside funds for that. So if you do 80% for expenses, then 10% can be for that goal. If you live off of 70%, 20% can be to that goal. And then the last one is tithe, which is 10%. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. You know, we are to give back to God. And so that's why that is so essential um, for this budget breakdown. I know you've had a lot of pushback in that area. Oh, yeah. And um, mm -hmm. people say, well, why would you do that if you're trying to get out of debt? And and I love um, the fact that even though on a practical level, sometimes it may not make sense, you know, from the human perspective in black and white, but from a faith perspective, mm -hmm. I think you can also testify that, you know, when you invite God into the process, it's amazing what God supernaturally oh, can yeah. and will do. Absolutely. He gives in different areas of our life, whether it be um, in our finances or just opportunities that come our way, relationships. There's so many ways that God can give back to us if we are faithful in that tithing and that giving. So a part of the repayment plan is ultimately operating off of percentages. And mm -hmm. if possible, live off the 70%. If, yes. you, if you have to, go to the 80%, yes. mm -hmm. but then work towards uh, achieving those goals by allocating or reallocating those additional funds to pay off those debts. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, you have a YouTube channel. You've become this YouTube sensation. Thousands of people are looking at your yes. uh, tools and some of the uh, tips and how to, some of the tutorials that you've provided. How can people find the stuff that you've put yeah. together? So I have a website, budgetessentialsco.com. There are free resources available, budget worksheets. I'm also on YouTube. You can find me by searching Naturally Lizzie and you can find different tutorials and how-tos on how you can create a realistic budget that is simple for you and your family. Awesome, thank you so much, Lizzie. Thank you. One of the things that encouraged me so much from our conversation with, with Lizzie was that reinforcement and reminder that we don't have to remain stuck. Listen, we don't have to continue in that place that we currently are. And right here at the beginning of 2021, the reason why we're taking the time during this 21-day challenge to kind of master our mindset and to establish new habits and new patterns so that we can make wise choices. And whether it's in our spiritual life, whether it's in our financial situation, as we'll talk about next week, whether it's in our physical life, or maybe in our relationships. You know, at the end of the day, it all comes back to the spiritual element of our lives. And that's the reason why it's so important that at some point in time, we have to invite God into the process. And I love what Lizzie stated a few moments ago, because even though like her and her husband faced, you know, even though like many others, they were upside down and they were behind the eight ball financially, they still put God first. And even by inviting him into the middle of their debt, God began to work and move in a supernatural way. I believe God wants to do the same for you. So we need God's help. The Bible says if we will come close to him, he will come close to us. But you don't need to do it alone. That's the fourth exercise. And that is we got to tell a friend. You know, I know when we're facing financial hardships and you know, maybe we're maybe drowning in a sea of debt. It's easy 
to be embarrassed. It's easy to feel shame that we allowed ourselves to get in this situation. It's easy sometimes to, you know, maybe want to just keep it to yourself and not, you know, disclose your situation or your circumstances for the fear of what someone may say or think. But that is what the enemy wants. He wants you to remain in bondage. He wants you to continue to live with fear and anxiety and, and worry. He wants you to be completely paralyzed by all of that. But instead, God wants to help liberate you. And sometimes God uses people. He'll use the wisdom of other people to speak life and to give help and to give guidance and direction no matter what you're facing. You know, in Proverbs 12, verse 15, it says it this way. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. You know, one of the things I'm excited about at the end of this month, we're going to be launching our life groups for this spring semester of our life groups. And one of the life groups I'm super excited about is going to be a life group that is all designed to help people get their financial life in order. And we'll have more information on our website about that specific group. Or you may even want to reach out to people, you know, like our friend Lizzie. Or maybe you want to follow some of the YouTube uh, tutorials that she's provided. Or maybe go to a DaveRamsey.com and, and, and learn how you can speak to an advisor. Or if you would like to speak with someone at our church, I know that there are people who would love to sit down and walk you through on how you can begin moving forward so you can experience the freedom that God longs for you to experience. I just want to say this in conclusion. If we're going to get financially fit, we've got to first and foremost, we've got to get ourselves spiritually fit. Why is this so important? Because the Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God, more than anything, He wants your heart and He wants the best for you. He just wants your undivided attention and focus. Listen, He wants your faith and your dependency and your trust to be in Him and Him alone. And you know, some of you that are watching today, what you need is you just need to surrender and say, God, I'm waving the white flag. I'm letting go. And God, I'm surrendering all control over to you today. And I want to invite you just to bow your head and by your heart in a moment of prayer with me. And if that's your need, maybe you're in a situation right now and you know, and maybe you just feel overwhelmed. You know, you may be a follower of Jesus and you have a relationship with Christ and maybe you're struggling through some financial challenges. And honestly, there are some of you, maybe you've had a job loss this year or this past year of 2020. 2020 has not been by any stretch of the imagination, it has not been an easy year. It has been one of the most painful, difficult years that we could ever possibly go through. And some of you, as a result, have been picking up the pieces financially. And maybe today you just need to surrender. Maybe today you just need to ask God to take control of your situation and to begin seeking help and reaching out for others. You know, you may be watching and maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus. And today is the day for you to say, I'm going all in with Jesus. And if that's your need today, would you be willing to pray this prayer? You can say something like this. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner and I turn from my sin. And today I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. 
Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then, I want you to click that I Decided button. We have some wonderful material that we want to send to you. Hey, I love you. I can't wait to re-engage with you for week three of our 21-day challenge. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.